Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 128 in Be With Me. Paul has just finished raising somebody from the dead. His name was Lucky, so he either, if he was a believer, he was the unluckiest guy in the world that he had to leave paradise and come back. Or if he was a non-believer, which I'm now favoring, uh, which is different than yesterday, he was lucky that now he gets a chance in this world to to have faith and become a believer. So Paul is in Troas, and he has sent a group of seven guys ahead of him, uh, and uh, they're waiting for him. And let me finish the story of the resurrection, if you will, of this guy. This is going to lead into a story which I wanted to get to today about decision-making, number one, And the second thing I want to talk about that has touched my heart is a pastoral letter to pastors. Paul writes to the elders of the church of of Ephesus, actually doesn't write it. He speaks it because he calls them to be with him. Okay, so here's the end of the, the story of the raising from the dead. Paul went down, bent over him, that's the guy named Lucky, and taking him in his arms said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. This is in Acts chapter 20, verse 10. And when Paul had gone up, he had broken bread and eaten. He conversed with them a long while until daybreak and so departed. So basically he stays up all night. The guy falls out the window at midnight, and now this is daybreak, sunrise, and the rest of the story begins to happen. So he stays up all all night long. And they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted. In other words, they were comforted a lot. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Asos. So this is at least Luke talking, because Luke is the one that's writing. And Paul has made some plans here. So again, it's how do you make decisions in light of the Holy Spirit indwelling? And here it is, in, intending to take Paul aboard there. For so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. So Paul is going to walk across a peninsula, uh, kind of like Kitty Corner, and then Luke and maybe some others are going to take a ship around the peninsula, and I'm going to meet you on the other side in Asos. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Asos, intending to take Paul aboard there. For so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Asos, we took him aboard, and we went to, and then they're going to give three land cities here, Mytilene, and sailing from there, we came the came the following day opposite Chios. The next day we touched at Samos, and the day after that we went to Miletus. Now these are either Greek islands or Turkish islands or Macedonia islands. I'm not sure which ones led them, but they're in the north of the Aegean Sea, and they're sailing. Uh, using the kind of island hopping, and they're getting to uh, a city nearby uh, Ephesus, which, which is Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus, so he's making a decision again, so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, which is the Roman province of Asia, Ephesus is the capital, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem. So get this, Paul, St. Paul, was in a hurry. Well, what's he in a hurry about, if possible, on the day of Pentecost? He wants to get to Jerusalem by the day of Pentecost. Now, what is Pentecost? Remember, that's the day the Holy Spirit comes down. It's Christmas Day, if you will, 
They didn't celebrate Christmas at that time. They celebrated Pentecost. It is Christmas Day for the Holy Spirit. That is the coming of the Holy Spirit, just like Christmas is the coming of Jesus. So Paul, in Jerusalem, which is where this happened, where the Pentecost happened, Paul wants to get back to Jerusalem for this big day of celebration, very clearly. All right, verse 17. Now Miletus, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. So Miletus is the port town nearby Ephesus. He calls the elders to him and then gives this amazing pastoral uh, letter here. Gives it in person, not by letter. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, and how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. All right, let me stop there because there's so much that's in there in this this pastoral uh, charge to other pastors and non-professionals. The first thing, I think that this, in general, we, we see this intimate look into Paul's heart. As far as I can tell, this is one of the most personal uh, sections about him and his ministry. And he's finishing here his third missionary journey. By my count, that's actually his ninth missionary journey. He's going to, the next one is going to be his 10th or his the fourth missionary journey. It's going to go to Rome and he's going to end his life. Is He's never going to leave there in that it's not, uh, you know, I don't know if he can see the end from here. I don't know if he knows that this is the end, but he can kind of see it and sense it. And you get the feel of that. And we get the sneak peek of the of the precious things that he wants to tell his, his uh, fellow pastor kind of guys. First, he says, I'm among you, that I fellowship with you. It's the one another's. It's my presence among you. He uses the word among you. He lived at the Ephesians for, for two years. And then he says, I serve the Lord. So the service is, uh, yes, to the Ephesians, but primarily it's to the Lord first. And then he characterizes his ministry, and this is how it is, by humility, by tears, and by trials. So after you show up, then there's humility and, and tears and frustration, and then he does not shrink. So there's this boldness, this characteristic of boldness with this as well. So pastors and non-pastors and people that are in the church, is your life in the church marked by humility and tears and trials and and not shrinking? Um, so go boldly, declare, teach, testify, whatever your gift is, organization, forgiveness, repentance, singing, leading worship, giving, caring, praying, one another's, do it. Don't shrink from those things. Encourage one another. Maybe your gift is encourage them. Don't shrink from that. Serve the Lord by not shrinking from the ministry that he's given you. I'm going to continue with this pastoral charge from Paul to the uh, to the elders because there's so much uh, in here, and I just had to stop because it's already so rich as we hear the heart of Paul for serving, serving among, and not shrinking. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.